Didn't know it. Welcome back to a single quest podcast, the one-on-one Dungeons and Dragons podcast, where we make up the stories we go. I'm Matt. That's Zach. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm. We're we're gender swapping this episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the two genders, Matt and Zach. What if there was a? What if there was? Okay. On on the official uh, single quest uh, uh, website or social media platforms that we don't manage, what if there was a personality test and it was which which a single quest character are you? And the options were Toby or someone else, like just like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's Matt or Zach. Yeah, exactly. The two genders. <laughs> the two genders. I thought you were going to say on the Matt official was... list of genders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, where we last left off, you uh, killed a fucking Tarask all by yourself. All by myself, no help. No help. Followed all the rules. Each rule of the game was followed. Mm-hmm. No creativity. No hanging the code. All above belt. Legal. Yeah. All kosher. We pick up. In a dust-covered crater of a battlefield, where, as you look to your left, you see Meatball Jones having slid off the horn of this beast, unconscious on the ground. As you look to your right, by the tail of the beast, Corn, who sacrificed himself so that you could take another turn. And between them, the enormous deceased. Tarask, what do you do? <clears throat> I'm gonna look around. Does it look like Meatball uh, and or Corn are breathing? Make a perception check. All right. <laughs> uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Uh, Meatball's a little bit further, so it's hard to tell. He's also small. <laughs> So it's hard to, to, to make that out, but as you look over to where Corn is, Corn looks like his chest is rising and falling, as though he is breathing. All right, great. Uh, I'm going to go over to to Corn, uh, try to slide his body off of the Tarask's horn, remove him. Right. And uh, I'm going to cast Mass Cure Wounds on Corn, myself, and. Meatball. 19. 20 health for everyone. Nice. Corn sort of grips his side and inhales as he pulls his hand away, and you watch the massive gaping wound in his chest mends itself slowly. It still leaves a nasty piece of scar tissue, but he is not bleeding through a massive gaping hole in his chest. That's nice. Meatball Jones remains motionless on the ground. Oh, no. Uh, I hold Corn in my arms. Corn, you with me, buddy? I'm so cold. You're gonna be okay, buddy. It's, it's gonna be alright. You were really brave back there. I'm, I feel warmer. Warming up. Oh, good, good. Uh, Warmer by the second. I think I'm peeing. Uh, oh, corn! What the hell, man? 
I drop corn on the ground. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! You peed my pants. This water side kicks full, right? No. Did we win? Yes, we did win. Look, you uh, you we, we were just we... impaled on that horn right there. Wow! <laughs> That's great. We made it off. Yeah. Uh, one sec. I gotta I gotta check on our our pal Meatball. See if he's okay. I go over to Meatball, and I check his pulse. You feel no pulse. He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Is what that probably means. (laughs) (laughs) I I look solemnly at Meatball's body. Um, This was one of our only friends in this post-apocalyptic world. Corn, I think that, uh, I think that we need to bury Meatball. Um, can you help me out? Yeah. All right, I conjure a shovel, and I dig, like, a shallow grave. I'm very mm-hmm. tired. Uh, and I, yeah. I dump Meatball Jones's <laughs> uh, body inside. And then I conjure a... A, a long straw and I put it in Meatball's mouth and I uh-huh. make it poke out of the ground just in case you know just in case I got it wrong <laughs> <laughs> I'm like maybe maybe he'll uh, wake up and uh, scare someone as they're walking by who knows Corn, um, after we're done Corn, do you want to say a few words sure um <clears throat> a few words. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, Corn. <laughs> now, the the words in the instructions that we got were resurrect the monster. I'm wondering if we can reincarnate it instead. Maybe make it something a little less terrifying um let me check the rules of reincarnate cause uh I would hate to fail at befriending it and uh and then have to fight it again yeah I don't fully understand what's happening but I feel like you do so yeah well I I have the ability to reincarnate someone into something that isn't oh no I don't think that'll work you know who was good at resurrecting people and reincarnating people was um was that shambling mound that we met. Oh god, what was her name? Oh, uh, R- Ruby, the Christian. Ruby, the the Christian, right? <laughs> so I think uh I think our best bet is to go back to Ruby and see if she can help us. It's not too far away. It's just past a couple glints. Yeah, and Brooke. And Brooke, yeah. Uh, do you mind staying here with the monster, Corn? Make sure it doesn't go anywhere? No. I stay, so it doesn't go anywhere. You're very brave. Thank you. Why is that brave? Uh, I leave, and... <laughs> <laughs> I I go try and find uh, Ruby. Sure. 
takes you the better part of uh, a while. It's almost uh, a, a full bit, long time, yeah. a, a whole bit. But it, it's it's just a while. It's mo- it's it's a, like a while and a half. Okay. Um, but you find Ruby and convince Ruby to shamble her way over to the Tarrasque. Okay. Uh, thanks for all your help, Ruby. Again, you can resurrect someone, I, right? You're not just reincarnating. No, I could resurrect. Is this what I sounded like? I feel like I sounded kind of like this. Yeah, yeah. It was it was slow. Yeah. You talked slow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anyone else? I had a monster energy drink. <laughs> I know a couple of people. No, do you know? What's your question? <laughs> <laughs> do you know anyone else who's been uh, resurrected in history? Why, why on the third day the stone was rolled back? <laughs> Fantastic. That's all I needed to hear. Also, Lazarus. <laughs> Who? Lazarus. Yeah, no, I I think I've heard that story before, but I I, I yeah. think I think that's enough out of you, Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. So you you have all your materials. You have everything you need. Oh, I don't have a I don't have a diamond. You have a diamond. Uh. Whoa. Do you know where we can get one? Oh. Uh, we could dig. Dig. Just like dig until we find a diamond. We can, we can shop for one. Do you think we could shop for one? Oh, I I have locate object. I mean, I'm gonna locate object for a diamond. Uh huh. Okay. As you cast locate object and diamond, you detect uh several diamonds. Uh, at the spot where you buried Meatball Jones. Oh. Wait, <laughs> I didn't have to get the shambling mound. Uh, okay, no, I think she's the only one that can uh, do this anyway. Uh, I'm going to dig up our good friend Meatball Jones. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, check if he's, I'm going to check his pulse. Still no pulse. Okay, great. Hey, how many times can you cast Resurrect, uh, Ruby? Just curious. Um, let me consult with our Lord and Savior. I'm imagining once. Yes, once. All right, great. Well, here's an idea. I have the ability to cast Reincarnate. So I could probably save Meatball Jones. Uh... So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast Reincarnate on Meatball Jones. Describe what it looks like. All right. As I pull out some some oils, some tools, I brush off the dirt from from the guy that I buried, forgetting that I had the ability to literally reincarnate him. I uh, I take an hour to do this, and I'm waving my hands around. Uh, the life energy starts coursing from my body and from the earth, and it's trying to uh, make its way into Meatball Jones. Okay. 
as you cast the spell, you send downward this energy into his body, trying to call him back, albeit slightly different than before. Please roll uh, 1d100, and I'm going to roll to see if Meatball Jones' soul is free and willing to return. It's fair. He did want to retire. 45. Forest gnome. I think that's what he is. <laughs> Hold on. That's amazing. Just forest gnome. That's 45. W- wait, Matt. That's a 4% chance. <laughs> oh, he's a rock gnome. Oh, bummer. You watch as his features change ever so slightly. His white beard turns into like a much darker sort of gray. Uh, his eyes, as they slowly kind of begin to stir and blink open, turn from a uh, um, a dark, like brown to sort of a hazily green. His skin takes up from um, more pale uh, to a olive-toned uh, color. But that's about it. He otherwise looks pretty much the same as he slowly, groggily. Ugh. Meatball? You here? Listen. You haven't gotten to retire yet. I think it's about time. Alright. What happened? We win? Yeah, take a look. Not bad, kid. How'd you do it? Uh, I mean, it was almost entirely you. Uh, that sounds right. But um, I had the craziest, uh, I had the craziest dream. Yeah. I was with, I was with Tina Tortellini. She was, uh, well, I don't think she's around anymore, but. Excuse me. Um, Did you you loot me while I was out? Did I loot you? No. No. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Thank you. However, could I borrow one of your diamonds... You know, I I did bring you back to life. Roll persuasion check with advantage. <laughs> Natural twenty. Hey. <laughs> I was holding on to these. He watches. He produces a particularly large one. Hoping to use him as a down payment on a little home somewhere, but uh, oh hell, flicks it towards you. Catch it. Thanks. Um, I'll get you back for this, if this goes right. Uh, yeah. Don't don't sweat it, kid. I I could go for a bit more of a rest. Will somebody please bury me? That's how I I sleep. Yeah. Here, <laughs> take this straw. Oh, thanks. Oh, I was gonna. Ask, that was my next question. Does anyone have a straw? Yeah. No problem. I actually, I already buried you, so 
Uh, oh, because you probably thought I was asleep. I thought I thought you were dead. Yeah, and you were. You were dead. Um, oh. Just lay down, and uh, I'll I'll take care of the rest. Okay. And <laughs> I start throwing dirt on top of Meatball Jones. Um, I turn to Ruby. Uh, do you think this will work? And I hold up the diamond. There's one way to find out. All right. Do your magic. <clears throat> Let us pray. As she's casting Resurrect... I'm going to cast hallucinatory terrain to make it look like uh-huh. Candyland. Ah, that's right. Very nice. Okay. Dear God, you are the Lamb of God. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Dear God, you pull us from our sinfulness and into righteousness. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Christ. I I don't know if this Lord is right. Have Mercy. Lord of mercy. A uh, reading from the gospel according to... Don't give an entire hobbly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll to see if the Tarask soul is ready and willing at this exact juncture. There's a glow of light that rumbles the ground before the Tarask quickly begins to stir. Bracing itself on the ground. Slowly it begins hoisting itself to its feet. As it begins to do so, you can tell it still has ill intent on its mind. It's not going right into combat as it's waking up from being dead. Can I cast calm emotions on it? Yeah. Charisma save? uh, That is a... 15. I think my save is a 16. Or maybe it is a... No, I think mine's a 15. Damn. What is it? 8 plus... Yeah. 8 plus proficiency plus stat. Oh, then 16. Great. Sort of just is looking around at all the candy canes and sugar plums and stuff around it. Um, Seems mesmerized and confused. I'd like to. What it, what do uh, Tarasks like to eat? Make a history check. <laughs> uh, uh, fifteen. Meat. Meat. Okay, great. Um, I'd like to find an animal <laughs> and kill make it. A, make a nature check. Uh, it's a twenty-three for nature. Okay. Uh, just because I think this transition is funny (laughs) you awaken the Trask you go you you do the Chris Pratt dinosaur thing you go like easy and hold out your hand to like extend it and calm it down doing everything backwards (laughs) you look at the shambling down and you're like I'll be right back cut to 
several minutes later, you're yanking a, a deer by its antlers, like, back into this crater, like, and starting to cut it and dress it, as the Jurassic <laughs> just remains mesmerized by the candy. Still. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I'm, I'm disemboweling it, I'm, uh, I'm cooking it, and uh, yeah. I, I shove the carcass towards it as an offering. And I back okay. away. Make a make a persuasion check. Okay. That's what I'm good at. <gasps> That's a 21. 21. Just gulps down all the venison in one go. I'm going to say that's one success, and you need to get more than that to fulfill this uh, situation. It's also at this point, having some time having passed that here, (laughs) and you see Meatball Jones covered in soot and dirt, pulling himself from the earth, and he goes, Apparently, forest gnomes don't like sleeping underground. I was terrifying. I I quickly... (laughs) I didn't foresee this happening. I quickly go, shh, shh. Just relax. Don't make any sudden movements. You're now doing the Chris Pratt thing to the Tarrasque (laughs) and to Meatball Jones. Yeah, what do do Meatball Joneses like eating? (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah, I, I motion for him to stay calm and don't move. <coughs> Gives you a thumbs up. All right, now can I do a check to figure out what Tarask's like listening to? <laughs> Make a history <laughs> check. <laughs> uh, natural twenty. <laughs> uh, Candyland is kind of like winter holiday themed. They like they like holiday music. Sure, sure. All right, I'm gonna bust out my. Uh, Harmonica, because all great Christmas holiday songs <laughs> are harmonica-led, uh, uh, and I'm going to try to do my best to to give them the best Christmas holiday theme, and I whisper, uh, mm. Ruby, do you know any Christmas songs? Oh, yeah. The reason for the season, right? Mm. All right. I, Mary, did you know yeah. that you'll be perfect? And I'm going fucking crazy on the harmonica. <laughs> Go ahead and make a performance with an advantage. Okay. okay, that's a dirty putrid twenty. Future 20, the Tarrasque begins swaying and closes his eyes and puts his hands in the air with the music. Harmonica. (laughs) Alright. He's looking like he's enjoying this. So. I guess I'd like to figure out Tarrasque's favorite pastime. (laughs) Is this how you thought it would go? No, I love it. I you can't you write befriend the Tarask. There's no there's no guidance. There's no I don't know what to expect. Right. No, it wasn't this. 
as I'm going wild on the harmonica to Mary, did you know? <laughs> I'm going to think about uh, what what a Tarask likes to do. I'm going to use one of my luck points. All right, that's uh, 15. Uh, you feel like you remember parlor games. What, like uh, toss the ball on the ring or something? <laughs> Parlor games like like charades. Oh, okay, okay, okay. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Or Pictionary. Uh, okay, great. <clears throat> I'm going to abruptly stop playing the music. Did you know that... Oh. I'm going to look at the Tarrasque. And I'm going to conjure... Oh. Like a... A whiteboard, like an easel. Uh huh. And I'm gonna make eye contact with the Tarask. I'm gonna nod slowly, <laughs> and I'm gonna start drawing a circle, and then a larger oval attached to the circle, and then four sticks coming out of the bottom of the oval and then I'm going to put two triangles on top of the, the first circle the Trask gets its head really low and close and you could just feel its breath like <sighs> as it's watching every detail you put to your drawing and then I'm going to put a long tail in the back of it I'm going to draw a face with whiskers on it <laughs> I'm gonna put a speech bubble that says meow <laughs> and I'm gonna look at it and I'm gonna raise my eyebrows roll a performance check again <laughs> I'll use a luck point on that <laughs> natural 20 nice Tarasks can't speak sure so it just goes and it gently reaches and rips off the top page of the easel (laughs) and then gestures for you to give it the writing implement (laughs) (laughs) and how big are its claws bigger than you yeah (laughs) all right i'm going to gently daintily hand it the the writing utensil Watch as it draws a square, and then it does a triangle on top of the square. In the middle of the square, on the bottom, it does a rectangle that goes about up about halfway. Is it a house? <laughs> celebrating. I, I reach up my hand for a high five. It just obliterates you into the <laughs> and then quickly and like lifts you up by your shoulders and oh, it's dusts okay. you off a bit that's right I'm fine it's cool oh. uh, listen my name is Toby and uh, I, we brought you here because we thought that we could bring back our home our homes 
with your help. This all, Candyland, it's, I'm going to be honest with you, it's an illusion. Because our world that you used to live in, the one that you used to know, is gone. But if we can become friends and work together, I think that we can bring it back. Because you are honest. I want you to make a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little better. 18 plus 12 is 30. The Tarask, as gently as it can, grips you by the back of your collar and lifts you in the air. Pulls you close. Just like rests you on its shoulder. Just sort of gently pats a couple of times. This bizarre understanding from this thing that was trying to kill you not a few hours ago. I give it a hug, a really tight hug, even though I can't really reach my arms around it. After about, uh, after a few minutes, of that you watch as something moves over your head and then again and then again several things <gasps> flying over your head you see clouds shaped like bizarre wagons with a weird growth on the front yes Zooming as though driving overhead. <laughs> zooming around the sky. From the top of the Tresk, you could see that as the sun is setting, the waters of the nearby rivers and brook are a bizarre purplish color. Rouge almost? Rouge almost. Okay. This is it. Tarask, I pat it on its shoulder. You can put me down. <clears throat> I touch. I take my right arm. And I touch my forearm to my spine. <laughs> as uncomfortable as it is. And I say, A penny saved is worth two in the bush. Everything goes white instantaneously as your vision slowly comes back to you you're floating in some sort of nebulous ethereal world there spiraling around you are wiggly giant threads of spaghetti all converging toward an enormous bowl f filled with marinara sauce and giant meatballs. <laughs> and you could see sitting on the edge of this bowl as you float around is Magicia, your mom. Oh. I kind of swim towards her. Yeah, you can sort of bizarrely will yourself clumsily in that direction. 
Yeah, awkwardly. Toby Flutterheart. Magisha. You've come. Oh. No. Uh, I have taken a form which is not to alarm you, to make you feel comfortable, but I am not Magisha. Oh. Um, is she okay? Well, she is deceased. Huh. But she doesn't have to stay that way. What do you mean? What I mean is this. I am Dingle Hingle. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) No way. I created the forge of the universe. The thing that made making that created creation. But due to a contractual dispute I am no longer allowed to wield that power. And now that evil forces have taken over creation well I can't undo what they have done and create the world anew. But I can, for a brief amount of time, bestow my power upon someone who has proved themselves worthy. Man. Toby. Yeah, you think you can find them? I'm sorry, perhaps it wasn't uh, clear. I think I've found the person I think is worthy. Oh, thank God. I was... So concerned. <laughs> yeah, who who um who is it? I might change my mind. I might be changing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, please. <laughs> Perhaps confidence wasn't always your strength, Toby. But what you lacked in that confidence you made up with the people you associated yourself with. And your courage. Toby, you are the one who has proved himself worthy. Now, I can grant you my power for just a short period of time, but only a short period. For when that time is up, you would be obliterated across all time and existence if you were to continue. So I ask you this, Toby Flutterheart of Everwell, of Sachet, of Hingle Dingle, would you like to save the world? Um, yes, I would. So that means I'm gonna, I guess not die, but. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you'll be fine. As long as you don't take too long. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Then yeah, absolutely. Doesn't sound like there's any catches. Nope, no catches. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you one minute of my power, which... During that time, just speak. Will how you want the world to be. What would you like it to be like? Different? Same? Etc. 
so you have one minute to completely change the course of humanity, life, creation, existence. Go. Oh, God. Uh, I would like the world to be exactly the same as it was before the calamity happened, except I want all the people that we helped after the calamity to uh, still maintain their memories and their experiences uh, as they were. I would like my friends and family, uh, whom I loved dearly and adventured with, to be alive. I'd like anyone who died as a result of the calamity to be alive. I'd like the cities to be as they were before the calamity. Uh, buildings rebuilt. Uh, I want. Uh, I want my butler back with me. Uh, I want corn to stay as he is. Uh, and uh, Meatball and Ruby. And I want all the demons gone from the cities. And I love you. <laughs> as you say all of that, when you finish getting out that last breath, you feel your lungs just like emptied. And Dingle Hingle rests her hand on your shoulder. Excellent work. She vomits all over you. <laughs> you wake up at the start, sweaty, in a room you don't recognize. And that's where we'll call it for tonight. Matt, we're going to do one more episode. Wow. Wow. I can't believe it. I I hope everything worked out okay. Me too. <laughs> Until next time, uh in this in this penultimate episode, uh Toby got peed on and vomited on. Uh played some music, killed an animal, uh played a buried someone alive. Buried someone alive. No, he did bury them alive. Well, he did. No, he did. He buried someone dead and alive. Yeah. (laughs) Normal Saturday night. (laughs) 